back to episode number nine of Inside Atlanta Football. I'm sports editor Matt Daniels. Pleased to be joined by the hardworking talent of beat writer Colin Likas. Colin, how are you doing? Doing well, Matt. And uh, episode nine of this, we've got some you big there, news. Colin? <laughs> What's that? Are you there? You're awake? Yeah. Got some big news coming into this one. Uh, and uh, got another top ten list that we're basing off some of that big news. Breaking down our last position group, we're going to have to find something else to fill the <laughs> middle of this show with moving forward, so it's a loaded episode once again. Well, uh, Colin is, uh, is fired up, but he's, uh, he's a hardworking man. He was here on Sunday afternoon coordinating our high school sports photo shoot all day, so now we get to talk some Illinois football on a sunny Monday afternoon, 1st of March, as the uh, Illinois men's basketball team continues to roll along in this season, but we're geared towards talking about Atlanta football. So uh, obviously, Colin, you kind of teased it a little bit, but mm-hmm. I would say the the big news of the show, the big news of the day uh, regarding Illinois football, at least right now, the day's still early, who knows what <laughs> else might happen uh, the rest of the day, but Jake Hansen kind of pulled a surprise uh, earlier this morning and announced that he is returning indeed to uh, still be a linebacker for Illinois in the 2021 season. Yeah. Your, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that was that was obviously a huge development late this morning. Brett Bielema tweeted out that uh, there was some unexpected good news on the horizon, and we didn't have to wait very long to, to ponder what that might be because about 15 minutes later from the Illinois football Twitter account, came a 35-second video of Jake Hansen saying that he's coming back to Champaign-Urbana. He's got unfinished business is the way he described it. That's that's fa- that's a familiar refrain. It is, yep. I think that's uh, something Brett Bielema wants these seniors to get behind, the, the super seniors as Illinois is calling them, or maybe everybody's calling them that. I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jake Hansen uh, declared for the NFL draft back in December. Um, obviously that was, that was a huge loss for the Illinois linebacking group and it was kind of an expected one. I mean, Hanson has been pretty, uh, superb for Illinois defense, especially in the last three years or so, uh, kind of figured he would want to test the NFL waters and, uh, I guess whatever he, he learned or whatever he heard or whatever feedback he got, um, along with talking with Brett Bielema and his staff made him think that college, one more year of college, a sixth year of college was, was the right move for him. So obviously the big question mark on Illinois' defense was kind of the linebacking group with the losses of Jake Hansen and Milo Eifler, who as far as we know, Milo Eifler is mm-hmm. not coming back. I yeah. mean, maybe he could change his mind as well. But um, now not so much of a question mark anymore because mm-hmm. you've got the guy who's been kind of the guy, the play caller defensively for the last at least two seasons, um, a guy who could rank number one all time in, in takeaways in Illinois history by the time he's done if he has an, ex- an especially good senior year, super senior year. So, yeah, this is big for Illinois' defense. Yeah, forcing fumbles has kind of become the uh, the hallmark for, for Hanson uh, on, on defense at Illinois, and, and he really established that role in, in 2019. And then follow that up last season, uh, just a versatile playmaker for the Illini in the linebacking room, and he immediately brings that position group up a notch with his return. I know we talked a few episodes ago about the linebacking group, right. and, and now with Hanson back, you'd have to think he'd be slotted in at, at middle linebacker, and that can ease some of the the burden or the pressure on, on guys like Tariq Barnes or Kalen Tolson, guys that I think expect to, to start next year, right. if given if they're healthy enough after coming off season-ending surgeries. And then Shamad Cooper as well. Um, but the return of Hanson is uh, especially important uh, for the Illini defense, if they want to kind of take that next leap, and interesting to see. Obviously, too, we, we still don't know what type of system 
Brett right. Bielema wants to run uh, offensively and defensively, and, and Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator, I'm sure will have a lot of say in that, but you're not sure if it's going to be a 3-4 or 4-3 right. or 4-2-5, things like that. But I think what you're one aspect you're going to see on the field in 2021 for Illinois football is Jake Hansen. And, right. uh, that, that's welcome news for an <laughs> Illinois defense. It's kind of a catch-22. I mean, the Illinois defense last year was – Subpar, yes, for the most part. That's a fair uh, assessment. You know, they they had their moments, namely the the wins uh, at Rutgers and at Nebraska, where the defense really forced some key takeaways and made some key plays. But other than that, to be fair, the defense struggled uh, numerous times last mm-hmm. season, stopping the run, uh, containing the quarterbacks, especially early on in the season. So, I'm sure Hanson kind of looked at it maybe as a, a body as a whole, and, and just kind of assumed, just kind of decided that him coming back not only helps Illinois in 2021, but I think it might be helps his NFL chances even more. That's always kind of a give and take, especially with football players, is their bodies mm-hmm. tend to break down too, faster than, than basketball. Right. The game's so much more physical, and um, you have to think, too, that just the fact that he's going to get another year of film to, to show NFL teams, maybe what he had been hearing, too, in these, these uh, two previous two months, regarding you know the NFL wasn't all that encouraging and the fact too that he's not going through a normal pre-draft process right uh, you're Can't not able to have, talents at the combine exactly you're not able to go to have a normal yep. uh, performance at the NFL combine uh, everything was kind of geared towards pro day and, and what would come of that and you're not maybe able to to get on the road as much or, or have scouts really kind of analyze you the way you'd like to be to be looked at to review that so this is another another chance for him to to really show the NFL what he can do and, and having a coach like Brett Bielma too, who's got three years uh, of experience as an NFL assistant, I think mm-hmm. could probably vouch for, for Hanson at the next level. And we all know too, how close he became with Lovey Smith. I'm right. sure uh, Lovey would be in his corner as well when it comes to the NFL and, and his future goals, but obviously big news for the Illinois football team today with Jake Hanson announcing he's coming back. Yep. And uh, it's the, the second defensive edition. If you want to, Consider it an addition <laughs> that Illinois has made in the last several days. The other one being a, uh, a recruit, a new commit uh, out of Florida, Keontae Curry, uh, gave his verbal commitment to the program last Monday, uh, class of 2021. So a uh, fourth addition Illinois has made in the class of 2021 since Brett Bielema came on board. Uh, Keontae Curry was committed to Dodge City Community College out of Kansas, which I don't know a ton about, but I feel like I've heard a fair amount about Dodge City Community you, College being a decent football team over there. Pretty much any junior college football program in Kansas is <laughs> is certifiably decent. Yes. So he uh, he decommitted from Dodge, and then he committed to Illinois within the same hour, essentially. <laughs> but he had quite a few uh, Division One offers, did Curry, Central Florida, Charlotte, Cincinnati, uh, Nebraska, Rutgers, West Virginia, Western Kentucky among them. So uh, that's a defensive back commitment for the uh, for the Illini. And just another addition to the class of 2021, kind of getting Brett Bielma's vision for recruiting out there. Well, so far he's uh, been able to mine the South uh, a little bit yeah. in, in the 2021 class. Got Josh McCray uh, out of Alabama, uh, Dwayne Johnson out of Georgia, yes. and then now Keontae Curry out of out It, of it Florida. helps when your athletes down there have already played their yes. season this school year. <laughs> Colin, what do you think that's going to be like from a recruiting standpoint for the Illinois coaches here mm-hmm. as high school football practices in the state of Illinois mm-hmm. can kick off starting Wednesday? Yes, that's when practices and then start. 
their season, the first games uh, are set to, set to kick off Friday, March 19th. What do you think this next couple months is going to be like for the Illinois co- coaches uh, from mm-hmm. a recruiting standpoint for in-state football here in Illinois? Yep. Obviously, they can't go out to games and right. recruit in person because the dead period is still ongoing because of the pandemic, but how do you think they're going to view these next couple months at all? Right. Yeah, I, I, uh, all the ones, all the coaches we've talked to, and even some of the support staff as well that we've talked to, have uh, have said that they view this as an advantage, that they, they feel like uh, guys who need that junior year film or that senior year film now are going to get it, and they're going to be as close as you possibly can be considering they're in-state. Mm-hmm. And they've already made all those inroads, started making inroads with coaches statewide. That's been part of the big recruiting push. It's certainly going to be interesting because it, it seems like the Illinois staff thinks the dead period is going to end somewhat soon based on some tweets we were seeing last week in mm-hmm. which some recruits and also some commits actually uh, were putting out t- tweets that mm-hmm. basically said, you know, looking forward to having you on campus, mm-hmm. like a, a message mocked up from yeah. the Illinois staff into a graphic. Uh, I mean, right now, the, the, reading this ESPN article, the, the, the NCAA Division One Council, this was back uh, in earlier in February, mm-hmm. the council said it would provide an update on a return to in-person recruiting no later than April 15th, which is uh, kind of toward the end of the, the IHSA football season. So from an, in, from an in-person recruiting standpoint, I mean, there's not going to be any of that realistically mm-hmm. for Illinois. But... They're still going to be closest with all these coaches who they want to get film from. They're going to be able to hear easiest about the in-state kids because they exist in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. So it'll certainly be an interesting process. But um, yeah, the, the the explanation that they feel like it could be a positive, that Illinois staff feels like it could be a positive, is totally understandable considering the situation uh, overall. Mm. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting too. Obviously, they can't go out and... And recruit these players, but it's they're still, as Bielan has said to himself, they're still kind of in the honeymoon phase right. of his hiring at all. And everything that you've seen on social media from high school coaches across the state is that they appreciate the fact that Bielan and his staff are are reaching out. And I think this, this we've talked about this before. They're not going to be able to land every top oh, no. player in the state of Illinois to come to Champaign to play so. football for the Illini. But I think what they can do is build up some goodwill in, in, in terms of also adding to the depth of the program and kind of you've seen in other programs where walk-ons play such a huge role in mm-hmm. just kind of establishing the culture of the program too and that's something that feels been lacking at Illinois for quite some time and I yeah. think that's another aspect that Bielema wants to to build up and this is a perfect chance to do that uh, get kids that grew up watching Illinois that know where Champaign is that have a deep passion for the university and for the program and a uh, chance to add them uh, just to get a roster spot and help them out in practices, things like that, with the potential to see on the field at some point, I think is uh, another incentive for, for mm-hmm. these high school players this uh, upcoming spring season. I would agree. And uh, I actually talk, I actually asked um, Nathan McNeil, who jumping into another topic here, Nathan McNeil is Illinois' new director of recruiting, asked him last week, you know, what he felt, how he felt about uh, the IHSA having a a more spring-based football season, and uh, he was one of the ones who told me, yeah, we feel like it's a positive. And then just uh, we can dive into that topic also, Illinois adding to its staff. Brett Bielema did with the hiring of Nathan McNeil and the mm-hmm. hiring of Jake Heiser last week. So Nathan McNeil is going to be Illinois football's director of recruiting. Pat Embleton had that role. He's been promoted to the executive director <laughs> of personnel and recruiting, so he gets to oversee the entire operation. Mm-hmm. He's the, the head recruiting honcho, essentially. And then McNeil... 
Uh, he'll be doing a lot of work at the high school level, it seems like, especially in state. He was talking about how before he hopped on a Zoom call with us media members last week, he was going over recruit lists with some coaches for the Chicagoland area specifically. Mm-hmm. So he's already diving headlong into that. McNeil was a, the high school liaison for mm-hmm. Lovie Smith for three years. Then he went over to Temple to be the uh, director of uh, player personnel over there. So he's back in the fold, Northern Illinois grad, former Northern Illinois football player. And then Jay Kaiser is going to be the college personnel and NFL liaison, which this is something Brett Bielema talked about early on when he got hired, was kind of having these branches of his recruiting staff where there's one side kind of focused on high school, one side more so focused on your, your colleges, your JUCOs, your mm-hmm. transfers, things like that. And then Kaiser also is going to kind of try and help prepare some of these Illinois athletes who want to try and make it to the professional level for, for what all that entails. Because Kaiser has been with the NFL for the last several years. Uh, he was he was out of football for, for a few years, but he was working uh, with the Miami Dolphins most recently. And so it's it's another interesting wrinkle to Brett Bielema's um, vision for this program. He, he continues to do stuff that is maybe ahead of the curve mm-hmm. that some programs uh, maybe aren't doing as far as recruiting goes especially. Um, yeah, and we got to talk to both these guys. They both came off well, as mm-hmm. uh, every one of Brett Bielema's hires has so far. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what impact Nathan McNeil and Jake Kaiser have on this program. Let me ask you a question since you're mm-hmm. the beat writer and the, the foremost expert on this and, and you'll have the most interactions with these guys moving forward. Do you think this is a good idea for Illinois? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think it could be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the one thing you could argue is maybe too many cooks in the kitchen, but until, you know, uh, until I guess the recruiting totally mm-hmm. fails one year, if they finish like <laughs> last in the entire yeah. NCAA in recruiting mm-hmm. one year, then you can say, okay, well, this didn't work out very well. No, I, I think they're trying to get ahead of the 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 curve on some things or at least trying to get Illinois up to a, a level mm-hmm. that maybe some other programs are at. You know, I'm sure a program like, obviously this is an extreme comparison, but a program like in Alabama mm-hmm. probably has guys like yeah. this that they that they employ. Illinois wants to be taken seriously as a football team. Brett Bielema wants, to be, wants this program to be taken seriously. So he's boosting up his ranks and probably building off stuff that he's uh, he's told us he saw this kind of thing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It was more so they had a guy who was focused on incoming players coming from the college ranks and then guys like free agents and trades and things mm-hmm. like that. So he's just trying to bring that a version of that to the college level and it would be crazy to think he would be the first coach ever to come up with this idea i'm (laughs) guessing there are other programs out there that he's looked at as well that he's seen that this can work and so why not give it a shot Mm -hmm. at illinois it always intrigues me with recruiting because it is such a such a daily part of a literally daily yeah uh, football program but so much uh so much i don't even know what the word but just in, in terms of recognition and Mm -hmm. attention paid to it is what each program what class each program signs Mm -hmm. and and some of the some of the hubbubaloo of about national signing day i think has lost its luster in the last few years with the early signing period happening right before christmas and then not having that devoted wednesday the first wednesday in february devoted to just national Mm -hmm. signing day but so much emphasis too is placed on the number of stars that a program brings in five star four star and yes you need talented players to win football games at a Power 5 program. That's that's a given. I also found it interesting, too. I saw a, a graphic a couple of weeks ago where they were breaking down the, the players on the Super Bowl rosters for the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, and I think there was one player that was a five-star recruit in the Super Bowl, and that was Leonard Fournette, a stud running back uh, uh, who played at LSU mm-hmm. and then ultimately was with the Buccaneers this past season. But 
majority of the players that were playing in the Super Bowl were, you know, three-star or two-star yeah. athletes or guys that weren't even ranked in, in the recruiting mm-hmm. system. And so much emphasis on recruiting in college football is placed on getting the most talented players. And, yes, Alabama and Clemson <laughs> and Ohio State and the Big Ten have really dominated the recruiting rankings mm-hmm. when they are revealed each year. But it's it's about finding – guys that fit right in your program and, and building the culture up and, and kind of turning around the mindset of a program. And I think that's what Brett Bielema has got going for him right now. Uh, and we'll see how it pay, plays out on the recruiting trail. Now, if Illinois, their first full class under Bielema comes in 13th or 14th in the big 10, and then that trend continues for the next three seasons, right. I think that's, then that becomes a huge issue and a huge talking point, mm-hmm. but yep. so much, emphasis is placed on that and oh yeah too much I would exactly argue. it's yeah. just there, there's so much attention to it and that ultimately doesn't decide um you know the direction of a program yes like i said it helps to have talented players but building the right culture up and, and having mm-hmm. players feel good about the coach they're playing for the program everything like right. that i think that all kind of goes hand in hand yeah there, you, there's my rant of if you want i mean if you want to kind of relate this to a different level to a basketball level. Obviously, there's recruit daily recruiting that goes mm-hmm. on in basketball, but I'm more so related to like guys who are y- y- you say they're an NBA draft yeah. lock, mm-hmm. and then they get to the NBA and they don't perform. Yeah. There, there are so many guys like that, and there are guys who do that in the NFL mm-hmm. as well, certainly. But I can kind of compare it to that. It's a di- that's a different form of recruiting. You know, yeah. you see these guys like, yep, top five pick for mm-hmm. sure. And then they go to the NBA, <laughs> they go to the NFL, and they do nothing yeah. for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Team didn't fit, yeah, injuries, exactly. what have you. Yeah, it's it's all a crapshoot is probably the right way to put it. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's so much emphasis and so much traffic, mm-hmm. uh, web traffic, writing yeah. traffic mm-hmm. that comes off this. That uh, and we help fuel that as well. Yeah, we, it's, uh, it's kind of a double edged sword. We're, we're monsters <laughs> talking out of both sides of my mouth when I yeah. say this as well. Well, let's let's bring let's end this this part with this positive part of the podcast news. with a happier topic. Vidarian Lowe got married. Congratulations to Vidarian Lowe and his wife Haley. And their their son and Haley, I believe, is also pregnant yeah. with a second mm-hmm. child, so they will be a family of four soon. And uh, good luck when the when the oldest starts walking, then you're in for some real <laughs> trouble. There's some advice from <laughs> father of three, Matt Daniels, <laughs> but hopefully, is uh, uh, I can't remember when the the due date is for the second child, but hopefully the their uh, their their baby boy, their the their toddler mm-hmm. boy, is able to go to Memorial Stadium this fall yes. and cheer on his dad. Yeah. That would be fun. Congrats to Vidarian Lowe, the, the starting uh, left tackle? Yes. Yes, left tackle. Pachuski's, Alex Pachuski's the right tackle. They've just been there for If you forget for so that, long. Alex will probably come find us. <laughs> 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 um, all right, final position group breakdown. We'll, we'll kind of make it quick before we get into our draft here at the end, which will take up a little bit more time. But uh, these guys are, are vital parts of any football program. And uh, at Illinois, I think Brett Bielema has to feel good about the experience he has coming back with his specialist for the 2021 yeah. season. I mean, he's losing nobody, which <laughs> obviously is a good thing. And, you know, specialists, the group that's kind of overlooked. But I think I've said this before in different uh, different podcasts, settings, you know, different settings. As a, yeah, that they, these specialists have been some of Illinois' best players, mm-hmm. most consistent 
players for, for the last several years. When you look at a guy like Blake Hayes, who's been a fantastic punter, and last year was actually a step back for him where he had some games that just weren't up to mm-hmm. up to standard, and we were actually talking about him in Zoom calls because it was like, is Blake Hayes okay? And then mm-hmm. he'd be fine ultimately. But And then a guy like James McCord, who had a little bit of an up-and-down year, but when Caleb Griffin, Danville product, came in to replace him, that proved to be a pretty good one-two kicking punch, and those two I think will be competitive. Uh, in spring ball Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it's James McCourt's job to lose of course but Caleb Griffin I think has a good shot of Mm -hmm. trying to take that job and then also Ethan Table uh, at long snapper and Mm -hmm. he's recovering from a uh, off-season knee injury off-season knee surgery Mm -hmm. I should say so um, obviously gonna have to take care of that hope he comes back healthy but uh, yeah I mean this position group is just steady solid should be able to do their jobs just fine in 2021. One key takeaway from this is that Blake Hayes is going to own every single punting record in oh, Illinois so. history by the time he's done uh, booting the ball for the Illini. So should be a position of strength for Illinois in, mm-hmm. in 2021. And again, a lot of times these guys don't get the limelight, and, and when they do, though, it's maybe for the wrong reasons. But uh, Ethan Table, uh, I'm sure, never wants to be talked about because if he is, right. that means he had a bad Some, snap. Something, something happened. went wrong. So there you go. And James McCourt, we all kind of know his his flair for the dramatic. So uh, <laughs> it should be, should be a position of strength for, oh, for yeah. Illinois in, in 2021, that's for sure. 100%. All right, let's get to our draft, the Big Ten. Uh, with we've this, I think, is our third adjustment to this since we started That's brainstorming right. for ideas for for this week's we figured this out. Week's segment. But uh, with the return of uh, of Jake Hansen uh, coming back, we decided to really focus in on linebacker U here at Illinois, which I know the Illinois coaches like to to talk about, and so do the former players. So. We're going to draft our top 10 Illinois linebackers of all time. And before this, we did come up with a list of 10. And I'll, I'll read it to you right now. I'll oh. go, try to go alphabetically. Uh, we've got on this list, and feel free to disagree with us. That's fine. That's why we have this podcast. But uh, we've got Derek Brownlow, uh, Dick Butkus. Again, just going alphabetically here. Uh, Kevin Hardy, Dana Howard, uh, Jade Lehman. Uh, Simeon Rice, Jerry Schumacher, John Sullivan. I apologize to John Holisek. I forgot him as well. <laughs> so those are the 10 linebackers that we're going to pick. Uh, Colin, uh, you get the first pick. So who are you going with with the number one pick? And I hope you pick wisely or else I'm going to make fun of you. I it. mean, everybody would at this <laughs> point. Well, the guy's got a statue outside the uh, Smith Center. So we're going to go with Dick Butkus. I think Fair that's enough. a pretty straightforward pick there. He's got a trophy College trophy named after him, the Dick Buckus Award. That's been won by some of the other players we're going to talk about here shortly. Uh, But, yeah, uh, ninth all-time in tackles uh, as of right now with 374, but that obviously doesn't tell the whole story with Dick Buckus. There Mm -hmm. is more to him than just piling up tackles. There are guys on this list with more tackles who... I don't. Uh, you don't. You don't say they can't hold a candle to Dick Buck because mm-hmm. that's unfair. But Dick yeah. Buck, this is kind of the gold standard for linebackers in Illinois. Fair enough. Uh, great selection. Can't argue with that at all. Um, with my first pick, I'm going to go with a guy that I think when Illinois fans think of him, they don't necessarily think of him as a linebacker sure. first and foremost. But I'm going off of what uh, the Big Ten awarded him as a first team All Conference linebacker in 1993, 1994, and 1995, and that's Simeon Rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy holds a record that I don't think is ever going to be broken at Illinois with 44 and a half career sacks. Um, it, what he accomplished in the early to mid 90s is insanely impressive. Yeah, 
And I think he's a guy that you could really build a program around, uh, especially oh, yeah. in today's world. I'd love to see what Simeon Rice would be like in college if he had all the social media tools that are available because <laughs> uh, I've talked to him once or twice, but Bob Osmussen, our, our veteran columnist here, has covered his career throughout. And there's really almost no better interview than, than Simeon Rice. He's open, he's honest, he's funny, he's engaged, engaging personality. Recent inductee into the Illinois Athletics Hall of Fame as well. So my first pick... I'm going to go Simeon Rice. So, Colin, you're back on the clock uh, with your second pick. Yep, uh, second pick, choosing between two guys. In, in particular, I'm going to go with Dana Howard, ultimately. 1994 right. Dick you're, Buckus Award got a, winner. You've got a stacked lineup so far. Yep, uh, <laughs> 1994 Dick Buckus Award winner. Almost had 600 career tackles, leads Illinois all-time in that category, and holds four of the all-time best tackling single seasons in mm-hmm. Illinois history, none worse than 147, which yeah. a lot of linebackers today, back then, any time, would beg for a 147-tackle mm-hmm. season. Obviously, the game's a little different now, but yeah. regardless. Yeah, going with Dana Howard second. Good choice, and uh, one he would agree with as well. Um, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> So for my second pick, uh, I'm going to go with another Butkus Award winner mm-hmm. here at Illinois and a uh, another stalwart, uh, former teammate of Dana Howard and uh, Kevin Hardy. Yep. Uh, can't go wrong with him as my second choice. Uh, he was a first-team uh, All-Big Ten linebacker in, uh, in 1994, 1995, played on some great defensive teams with uh, Dana Howard and Simeon Rice as his teammates, then went on become the second pick in the NFL draft, had a solid pro career, uh, a guy that uh, I think it's overlooked sometimes in the discussion for Illinois sure. linebackers just because of the the depth that they have right. at the top end. But uh, my second pick, I'm going to go Kevin Hardy uh, with that one. Yep. So, Colin, you're up for, for your third pick. Uh, third overall for me, I'm going to go with Derek Brownlow, okay. um, who's third all-time in tackles at that's, Illinois with 483. So that that, <laughs> fits, that fits pretty well. He was the Big Ten co-defensive player of the year in 1990. Mm-hmm. His sophomore year, arguably one of his best at 155 tackles, which is a pretty ridiculous total. Obviously, gun tackles don't tell the whole story, but you, know, you can't really argue with a number like that. So yeah, going to go with Derek Brownlow third. Another guy, too, that is always intriguing, he's from Indianapolis and, and plays high school ball over there, and that's an area that, um, I know, talking to Teddy Karras, another proud uh, native of Indianapolis, mm-hmm. he's always just kind of a little bit perplexed that Indiana or that Illinois hasn't recruited that area more considering sure. its proximity to Champaign, but can't go wrong with Brown, though, either. Played on some, some great defensive teams under John Makovic in, in the late 1980s, early 1990s. So, all right, I'm looking at the board here. I got some good Good selections I could go with, but I'm going to stick with a, uh, a local product who's kind of boisterous. You know, he, he if you're feeling down and you want to get fired up by <laughs> someone, uh, just go have a five-minute conversation with Jay Lehman, and uh, you'll be blown away by his energy, and you'll just feel better about your day. But he was uh, obviously productive uh, during his four seasons with Illinois, the Champaign Central graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, was an all-Big Ten uh, linebacker. Helped lead the Illini to the 2008 Rose Bowl. Uh, finished with a whole bunch of tackles. Uh, two straight Big Ten all, uh, all Big Ten honors. Uh, memorably kind of was the face of that win at Ohio State in 2007. The upset of the top-ranked Buckeyes with that iconic photo taken after the game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my third pick, I'm going to go uh, Jay Lehman. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with him uh, on in your picking your top Illinois linebackers of all time. And 
a guy that still is in tune with what the program's going on today and uh, actually calls a lot of their games for, for BTN as mm-hmm. well. So Jay Lehman with my third pick. Good Colin, pick. you're up next. Uh, my fourth pick, I'm going to go with John Holosek, who right. uh, another guy from that kind of linebacker U era, but a guy whose career uh, wasn't derailed by injuries, mm-hmm. but it certainly could have. I mean, he could have been you know, an all-time leading tackler guy if, if knee injuries hadn't uh, hadn't kind of robbed him of some time. But he ultimately still ended up fifth all-time in, in team history with 436 stops. Uh, he was the team's co-defensive player of the year as a redshirt freshman, which alone should have told you, you know, this is what this kid's capable of. And then, you know, knee injuries kind of sapped him of some some time ultimately. But uh, now he's playing his trade over at Loyola Academy mm-hmm. and Will Met and has won two state titles. So uh, doing pretty good for himself teaching those uh, those kids up there uh, what he learned at Illinois. Yeah, one of the uh, the more respected linebackers in Illinois history went on to a solid NFL career and then I think is more well-known now for younger athletes based on his accomplishments as Loyola Academy's coach and uh, is actually going to send one of his former players to Illinois and Josh Crutes, a yep. center, the son of uh, former Chicago Bears offensive lineman uh, Olin Crutes. Mm-hmm. So Alex a good pick. Uh, I'm sure Brett Bielow and him are going to have some conversations oh, yeah. over the years to, to try to get some of his talented players down here to, uh, to Champaign. Absolutely. My fourth pick, uh, I'm going to go John Sullivan. Okay. Um, played in the mid to late 1970s. Uh, those teams had some struggles under Bob Blackman, Gary Moeller. But I don't think you can go wrong with a linebacker who had 501 career tackles. No, no, um, I'd say not. <laughs> including an absurd 202 tackles in 1977 alone. So wow. um, I feel that season alone probably is, he might have had more tackles than some of the past Illinois teams by himself based on, on that total. But uh, my fourth pick... I'm going to go John Sullivan. So, Colin, we got one more pick each. All right. You are up next. I think with my fifth pick and maybe, I don't know if this will come as a surprise to anyone. Maybe it will. I don't know. I'm going to go with Britt Miller for my fifth okay. overall pick. Good choice. The Cater Eisenhower product. Uh-huh. Uh, he led that 2008 Illinois team, the uh, post-Rose Bowl mm-hmm. team, with 15 and a half tackles for loss. Also had 132 tackles total. And uh, finished with 33 tackles for loss in his career, which... I mean, good metric. Pretty good stat uh, you want (laughs) to see from any of your defensive athletes. So I'm going to finish out my linebacking uh, quintet with Burt Miller. All right. Sounds good. Uh, My final pick, kind of between about four different guys right now in in my head, uh, considered Danny Clark, Dennis Stallings, Mason Monheim, guys that that had some huge numbers Mm -hmm. uh, here at Illinois. Uh, but my final pick, though, uh, I'm going to go with Jerry Schumacher, uh, the middle linebacker on, on the 2001-2002 teams uh, here at Illinois. Uh, led the team in tackles both those years, had 125 in uh, 2001 and 122 a year after that. 2001 team, notably the last Illinois team to win a Big Ten title, uh, went to the Sugar Bowl and, and played LSU in that game. And I know Schumacher might be overlooked at times based on some of the other talented players that he did play with in in his time at Illinois, but just a steady force at at middle linebacker and add the fact, too, that he played on some one of the most successful teams in recent Illinois history, I think, kind of vaults him up the list over some guys. So my final pick, I'm going to go with uh, Jerry Schumacher to round out our draft. Perfect. Sound good, Colin? Sounds good to me. All right, Colin, you got to go back to the newsroom and write up a story for Tuesday's paper uh, on Jake Hansen returning. And uh, so we're going to wrap it up. But thanks again for your contributions this week. And uh, keep working hard. Get some sleep, too, when you can. Sounds good.